0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. I want us to appreciate our pastor, Pastor Daniel. And our pastor, Pastor Sally. amazing, you know, there's a scripture that comes to mind. When I sat here, a scripture came to my mind and I just want to show it to you and it's about pastor and his wife. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. For we stretch not ourselves, okay, for we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you And not to boast in another man's line of things made ready for our hand, to our hand. There's a verse that comes to me when I think about Pastor uh, Pastor and Mrs. Mrs. Chagley. You know, Pastor Daniel started our church in Hope when he was posted there to go and do his housemanship, second year housemanship, as a medical doctor. And when he got there, he didn't sit and do only doctor things but he decided to do church things as well there are things that belong to jesus christ that are not taken care of all around the world there are people who don't take care of god's things Uh, the bible talks about the things that be of jesus christ okay yes if you read in philippians chapter 2 verse 20 19 20 and 21 Philippians to 19, 20 and 21. You see it there. It says, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Verse 20. For I have no man like minded who would naturally care for your state. Verse 21. For all seek their own, and not the things which are Jesus Christ's. They are things that belong to Jesus, there are things that concern Jesus. You are important to Jesus. You are very important to Jesus. Being taken care of, you know, and being helped to grow in the Lord, to receive salvation and also to grow in the Lord. It's very important to Jesus. It's so important to Jesus that when he was leaving the earth, the first instruction Jesus gave to Peter was to follow him and that you make him fishers of men. That's in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Then in John chapter 21, verse 15, Jesus told Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? You see? And he said, you know, Lord, that I love you. Then Jesus said, if you love me, then feed my my lambs. It was lambs, then they became sheep, and then sheep. He mentioned lamb once and sheep twice in these verses from 15 to 17. Do you see? Meaning that Jesus cares about people. He cares about the salvation of people. And he also cares about their growth. They are, being, they are being fed. They are feeding. So these are some of the things. There are many things that belong to Jesus. Just like you, have a, you may have a car that you want to take care of, or a motorbike you want to take care of, or a phone that is yours and that you take care of. Do you see? You want to make sure your phone has a lot of data so that you can browse in the night and a lot of call credit so that you can call the lady or the guy that you want to call, isn't it? One of these days, when I come here, I'll come and meet a big cathedral with a big office complex and many nice things with thousands of people in it to the glory of God. Hallelujah! Now, so Jesus has things. Tell me about Jesus has things, just as you also have things. Tell me about just as you also have things. Jesus also has things. Yes. He has things. He has a lot of things. Yeah. Now, sometimes you see Christians, people who are Christians, who don't care at all about the things that be on, that concern Jesus Christ. They don't care at all. It's not part of their thought processes. Jesus wants people to be saved. Jesus wants people to be healed. Jesus wants people to be taken care of and raised in Him. But you can meet Christians who don't care at all. Now, this Dr. Pastor here, with his beautiful wife, Dr. Pastor here, okay, decided to do something for the Lord. That is why Love Economy Church extended to Hope. And when he was moved to Pando, he did something in Pando. And when he was moved to Hohoi, he did something in Hohoi. I'm standing here. I'm standing here today. I've never, this is my first time in Hohoi since I was born. And I'm more than 35 years old. Yes. I've been alive for more than 35 years. I'm about 35 years by the grace of God. But I have never been here. And I'm here today. Why? Because, just as Pastor Mark said, when God tells you something and you don't obey it, you don't know what it cost or the how expensive it is you see if you have not decided to let I can see young people around, let me do something, let Jesus be be head here, let what I know what God has taught me, I want to teach it to others. We will not be sitting here. We are more than twenty sitting here, yes well we're about thirty or something or more sitting here. do you see so i'm i 'm just saying this because. No matter how powerful um, a preacher is or a bishop is, if the helpers around him are not correct, the ministry cannot go to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So I'm saying this not to make him feel good, but to let all of us understand the importance of doing something for the Lord wherever you find yourself in the world. Under the umbrella that God has placed you, in the family that God has placed you in. Do you see? Uh, so the measure of our rule I've, I've come here So that's what is in 2 Corinthians What we're just reading Chapter 10 Verse 14 it says, For we stretch, forth, we stretch not ourselves Beyond our measure As though we reached Not unto you You see As I've come here All who her does not know that I am here But you are here And you know I'm here You see Yes, there's a measure. This is a measure God has given us now. And it's going to increase. Oh, it's going to increase. You should know that there's an anointing for growth and expansion that is on us as a ministry. Yes. And because God used me to start a church, when I, the reason why I move around is because when I set foot there, something will happen. Yes. That is why I came. I, I'm just come to see hello and go. That's, that's why I came. And um, I came because something is being planted. Yeah, as we are talking, as we are just having discussions, and just driving around, and just looking around. Growth, there's an anointing for growth. Yeah, there's a grace for growth, there's a grace for increase. On every side, growth and on every side. Growth for you on a personal level, you see, in your finances, in your thinking. When your, when your mind expands, Hold on. When your mind expands, okay, a lot of things change around you. Uh, There's an anointing for your mind to expand. Yes. That is here right now. Okay. He says that for we reach not, stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you. For we have come as far as to you also. I've come as far as to you also. Do you see? In preaching the gospel of Christ, I'm here, I'm preaching, I'm not here to talk about business. I'm here to preach about Jesus Christ and to talk about the Holy Spirit and to talk about the work of God and to talk about the, the things of God. That's why I came. Look at the next verse. Then it says, Not boasting of things without our measure, that is of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly." So, because of the faith of this man and his beautiful wife, I'm, sits, I'm standing here right now and all of us have come. Do you see? Yes. And more is going to come. Because of your faith. And your love for the Lord. Do you see? More people. There are more people. There are people driving in, the, in cars right now. Riding bicycles. Selling in the markets. and you know, Who are supposed to be in this church? Because their salvation is here. And their blessing is here. Do you see? Uh so, we must make sure, all of us must make sure that we buy into the vision of God properly. You see, we buy, when I went to Tamale, I was in Tamale, today is Thursday, right? So, exactly a, a week ago, I was in Tamale, our church in Tamale. By God's grace, we've been able to build a very nice building there. Yeah. Wow. land, And that's it's going to happen here too. Oh, it's just, it's going to happen by the grace of God. Yes. We're going to buy a big land, build a big cathedral by the grace of God going to happen. So, like flow flow properly. Do you get it? When I went I, I spoke about commitments. The blessing of commitments. The blessing of being one. The blessing of us staying together and carrying the vision of God to many levels. Do you see? Uh, all these meetings I'm having are prophetic meetings and they are family meetings. you see? And this afternoon, I'm being led to share with you concerning the Holy Spirit wow. the Holy, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in making you a success because you must be a success you see and success is on many levels hallelujah say success is on many levels we have some few minutes so i will not talk too much but i'll just mention a few things that i believe will help you okay Success is in, is in all levels. For instance, you can have someone who has a lot of money but has failed with respect to his family. He has failed with respect to raising children. His children are not correct. Have you seen rich men whose children are not correct before? Their children are not correct. They are on drugs. They are on all kinds of things. Even though their parents have money, their parents failed at raising them. Do you see? Yes. Then there are those who are rich don't have a problem with their families. But they have a problem with their character. Mm-hmm. They have made money through dubious means. They are dishonest. They are not honest people. You see. Uh, if you go down into their business, you realize that they have killed, maimed, cheated, been wicked to some people in order to make their wealth. So they failed in their character. And a person can be. Rich, successful with his family, have a good character, but he's not born again. Do you see? He's not born again. There's something called not being rich towards God. You can be rich and not be rich towards God. Can I show it to you? Look. There was a rich man pulled down his bands when he became super rich and decided that he was going to build bigger ones. Luke chapter 12 verse 16 and he spake a parable unto them saying the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully
1: the
0: guy became he was a rich man but it's like he has hit more money was coming then look at what he decided and he thought within himself saying what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my, my fruits. like there's so much I don't have any place to keep the, the investments the money is too much okay what do I do now next year. and he said this will I do I will pull down my brands I'll pull down my storehouses all the, I'll pull the small ones that I have down and build bigger ones You see, and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I'll say to myself, next verse, and I'll say to my soul, So, thou hast much goods laid out for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Relax. soul, chill. More things, more nice things, more great things, more beautiful things. Chill, relax, retire at 30. There are young men whose vision is to retire at 30. to retire at 40. Like you have made it, you don't have to work for the next 55 years. It's an an aim. Many people have that aim. Hmm. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Yeah. I'm going to take your soul away. Because there's someone who owns your soul. There's someone who owns you. Yeah, you may be looking beautiful, wonderful lady, wonderful guy, fresh boy. There's someone who owns you, brother. There's someone who owns you, sister. And you need to be rich towards that person. Mm. So you can be rich, so you can be rich in this world, have good family, have whatever. You can be born again and not even be rich. Like you are failing in being rich towards God. So this guy was failing. But God said, Thou that, that, that for this night shall thy soul be so the of thee. Then who shall those things be? Which that has provided verse twenty one. So is that is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God? He lays treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So there are some people who are physically rich, but they are not rich towards God, and it's like they are useless. Hey. So you don't want to you don't want to fail. How many of you go to write an exam that has nine papers? And all you are looking for is to pass 3. You don't want to pass 6.
1: Oh, hey.
0: Why would you do that? You want to pass all 9, isn't it? You want to pass all 9. No, so. Because all the 9 are required for you to be able to go to the next level. That is how life is. There's, it's all rounded. It. It's not just one side. It's, it's not just one side. There are many sides. That God does not want you to fail in. So when you read in um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. It's talking about the word of God. It says, don't let the word of God depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Okay. Then it says that thou, shalt, that, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. So there's good success. And that's what I'm talking about. Good success. Good success through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Good success. Good success is success on all levels. Success with your business. Success with your family. Success with your children. Success with God. Success with the house of God. Success on every side. Like you are all rounded. There's no fault anywhere. Do you get it? You are successful in your marriage. You are successful with your job. Are successful in your health because you can have bad success when it comes to your health. There are Christians who don't, who've not learned, who have not learned how to take care of their health. So, even though they are Christians, their health is so bad, okay, that healing is a problem. Are you in a church yes. or you have gone home? How many of you are interested in having good success, all round success? All-round. Right. Now, the Holy Spirit is, 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 the, is the gift of God, okay for us as his children. There are three cardinal gifts that God gives when you become born again. The first one is the gift of righteousness. Okay, the gift, say the gift, of righteousness. the gift of righteousness. Without the gift of righteousness, you cannot get the second one and the third one. The gift of righteousness. Okay, the gift of righteousness. If you read in Romans chapter five, verse 17, you will see the gift of righteousness. Okay, look at Romans 5:17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, how much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So there's a gift called the gift of righteousness. It's a gift from God, and you don't need to struggle for it. When you get born again, that's the first thing God gives to you. You see, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, the Bible says that for with the mouth, for with the heart man believes unto God. Righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, isn't it? For with the heart, this is let's read verse 9 and then verse 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord and shall believe in thy heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. That righteousness is a gift from God, okay, to declare you not guilty before God, to make you justified before God. Righteousness is a gift, there's nothing you cannot do anything to become righteous. There's, there are different kinds of righteousness. okay? There's a the righteousness of the law, then there's the righteousness of God, then there's Christ our righteousness. Three basic righteousness at least three at least three basic ones. Eh? There's a the righteousness which is by the law, which no man could attain to. You can't, it's not possible because there are 613 laws. 600 it's not 10, it's more than 10, 613. And if you break one, you have broken all. And if you if you don't if you don't live according to all of them, you cannot be declared not guilty by the law. Do you see? Uh huh. Meanwhile, the law is a strength. Uh, uh, is a, is, the law is what strengthens sin. I saying it. So nobody could become righteous. Everybody needed to depend to depend on God in order to be declared not guilty or to be declared righteous for before the Lord. So if you read in Romans chapter 3, verse, um, verse 20, look at Romans 3, 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified or made right, or made declared righteous in God's sight. By the doings of the law, nobody can be declared righteous before God. Why? Because the law, for by the law, is the knowledge of sin. The law is what brings you sin. It's what brings you knowledge of sin. Can you imagine? If the law says, thou shalt not touch this thing, What have I told you? If I say thou shalt not touch this thing, what I've told you is that this touching it is sin. And as human as human beings are, this is where they will cook. This is where they will have, they will bath. This is where they will do everything. They will take selfies here. And they will end up touching it. Isn't it? So by the law is the knowledge of sin. Do you see? So go to the next verse. It says... Verse 21. It says, But now the righteousness of God. So there's another righteousness called the righteousness of God, which is without the law. It's apart from the law. Okay? It's made available. It's manifested. Being witnessed or spoken of by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith. You see? Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. Unto all and upon all of that believe. For there's no difference. Why is there no difference? Because all are sin and are falling short of the glory of God. That's why there's no difference between anybody. All you need to do is receive Jesus Christ. When you receive Jesus Christ, by faith, that righteousness is given to you as a gift. That's the first gift that God gives to us. Do you see? Which is different from the righteousness which is by, by the law. And that makes you accepted before God. That brings you close to God. Now you are perfect. Now you are, I mean, God is right to declare you Right? Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Then
0: there's another gift called the gift of eternal life. I'm sure you know that one. Yes. If you read John 3.16, the result of being born again, or the result of giving your life to Christ, is that you become a possessor of eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. Do you see? Uh Eternal life. Eh? Romans chapter um, 8. Romans chapter 6. For the wages of sin. Is what? Is death. I hope I'm right. Is this 623 or 620? 623 rather, right? 623. Ah, I'm, I'm right. You are right rather. For the wages of sin. Or the payment of sin. Is death. But the gift of God. It's what? It's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, because we are not guilty, we are declared not, because of the gift of righteousness, God can give us the gift of eternal life. Which is the the life of God. What makes God God? Do you see? So, even though we are all in Hohoi, in Hohoi there are those who have the life of God and there are those who have the natural life. And so, we are not all the same. Sorry, but we are not all the same. Even though we are all in all hall, we are not all. Even though we are all human beings, we are not all still not. We are still not the same. Yes. Okay. Yes. We may be ever, We are all evers, but we are not the same. Why? Because some of us have eternal life. What makes God God? Can you imagine that? What makes God God is what He has given to you now. Is yes. some of these things are things we need to sit down and think about for a long time you see, that's, that's what meditation is about thinking about, because the more you think about it the, the more the more real it becomes for you hmm. you may think it is not real you may think it is not true Do you see, but when you think about it more and more and more and more, it becomes more real to you Yeah, it's like that lady that you like or that guy that you like the more you think about that person the more sick you become of love I think I have to go and preach to those at home so that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please, you can sit down. <laughs> have you ever thought about a guy before? Like, I have a teacher. I was a guy, I think about a lady. You are just like you are seeing her everywhere. Especially when your heart is broken. Has your heart been broken before? Said, it's not easy. Old. I saw someone eating banku and cook
1: because
0: the banku all of a sudden became like bread. Yeah. When you are sick of lamb. The rabbi says that Amnon was sick of lamb. Yes. Because of his sister Tamar, He was sick. Although fever. love fever. It's very wild. It comes as a result of thinking. As you are thinking when you are thinking about the person and thinking about the person, thinking about the person, think as you are meditating on the person, you realize that the person is becoming it's like the person means a lot to you now. When you see the person's call, it's like you juggle the phone and you,
1: hey. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey.
0: Hey. Hey. is it true? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I, it has ever happened to you before. Hey. I mean, before I got married to my wife, I mean, ah. I mean, when she called hey, when she when she calls me See, and my wife is not is the type who doesn't like calling. Ah! So when I see her call ah! It's like something's doing me. Ah! I tell you. It's like it's a sign that you are loved. Ah! Because it's it's just because you are thinking about a thing so much. Yes. Sit down for two minutes. Yes. It's like uh, Thinking about a particular pain. For instance, when you go to a hospital, someone can come to the hospital say, so, I'm in pain. I, but they don't know what's wrong with the, with the person. And then they inject the person with something called placebo, which is water.
1: They
0: just inject you with water. And then the pain goes away. Yes. yes. Water. They give you water. Drip is what? Drip. When they say they are giving you drip, what is it? It's water with some salts here and there. Salt water, basically. And then all of a sudden you become fine because you are seeing something happening, and then it's like ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: the
0: mind there eh, is a very it's a very, very powerful tool. Yes. So your mind, your mind can also explore the blessings of eternal life if you give yourself the opportunity. Yes, you will never know unless you, you start. You see, meditation is like peeling cassava or peeling yam. You never know how nice cassava is unless you start peeling it. If you don't peel it, you will not enjoy it. That's how meditation is. You see, the more you meditate on God's word and what He has said, and you don't when it comes to meditation, you don't need to pick a lot of things. Just small. Look at this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, and First John chapter 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 um, five, verse nine and verse ten. lets us know that we have eternal life. First John five. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. All these verses. Look at it. If you receive the witness of men. It says if we receive what men have said. For instance, you think that your mother is your mother. Because you don't. Were you born when you were there? Or were you there when you were born? Rather, were you there when you were born? You were there physically, but you were not there mentally. Because your mind was not grown enough to know what was really happening. Probably you were kidnapped from somewhere. And you became your father's child or your mother's child, the one you live with for a long time, you start looking like you start looking like the one you keep looking at. Do you see? Yeah. Now some people are wondering whether they are their father's children. There was a lady, there was a lady there's a, she's still in church, there's a lady in church who she found out after 24 years, when she was 24, she found out that her father was not her father.
1: The
0: one she called father was not her father. For 24 years, she didn't know. She was going to go abroad with her father. The father was coming for her from US. And they did a paternity test to check. When they did a paternity check, there was no zero percent. Zero percent, it's a percentage, uh, zero percent. There was nothing. No link at all. Yeah. But she had believed it for 24 years. Why? Because we believe in the testimony of men. What people say, we believe in. MTN says there's network here. So you believe that there's network here. So you will find a network. If it's not in your room, you will get out. Is it true? I mean, there was a house I used to be in. The ladies in my house used to. There was a particular spot where the network works. So you see them in a the night like this. <laughs> Or like this. Some some will be sitting on the floor by that particular side. That's where the network is very good. And they are talking to their beloveds. Wow. If we we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. It's far higher. You see, did you check whether the chair could contain your weight before sitting on it? How many of you checked? When you came, you felt the chair? Before you sat down. And then he went down. (laughs) Is that what you did? What did you do? (laughs) You released your weights. All of your weights on the chair. Why? You believe that the one who manufactured this thing is wise enough to check your weights before he's considered everybody. We believe in what he says, we believe in his work. The Bible says that if we believe in a man, the works of men and the witness of men, the witness of God, the work of God, what God has said and what God has done, is greater. Look at look at the heavens. Can any human being do this? Heaven. Do you know what it means to produce a cloud. These are things that God has done. No human. It's not a human being. It's not mountains. Look at the mountains that surround Hawaii. Huge, beautiful mountains. Cast, try casting a mountain. Even casting concrete is not a joke. <laughs> cast a mountain. You say it's a problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. says the witness of God. The testimony of God is far greater. Now, what is the testimony of God? or what, is, what has God said and done? For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. In other words, God has a son. And he has spoken concerning the son. Next verse. He that believeth on the Son of God. Do you believe in the Son of God? Yes. If you believe in the Son of God, then something has happened. He says, if you believe in the Son of God, he says, you have the witness in yourself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. Next verse, verse 11. And this is the record. And this is the record. That God has not wailed or was thinking about it. God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Next verse. And he that has a son has that life. And he that has not the son of God has not that life. So if you have the son of God, then you should know that you have something called eternal life. And this eternal life is the same life that the son said he had. That made him do the extraordinary things that he did. You see, John chapter 4 John chapter 5, rather, verse 24. Look at John 5, 24. Go to 25. 26. It's 26. John 5, 26. Look at this. This is Jesus talking. He says that for us the Father has what? And the, the word life here is the same word eternal life. Zoe. As the Father has the Father. Who's the Father? He's talking about God. God the Father. He says that as the father has his way or eternal life in him, in himself, so has he given to the son to have eternal life in himself. So the father has eternal life, the son has eternal life, and we also have been given eternal life. Do you understand? Now, so what he's he's saying is that what makes the father the father? What makes God God? What made Jesus God? is the same thing he has communicated to us. Please, you understand. For instance, you don't say that. You don't say that. Oh, a cat cannot back. A cat cannot back. It's like you are saying that a a cat uh, can back. Maybe can back. You get it? A cat does not. It does not back. It is not part of the life of a cat to back. Or.
1: I see what I'm talking about.
0: In the same way, the life of God does not fail. I was talking about the skies not long ago. God made the sun a long time ago. Is there any day that the sun has not come up? Like, we are, there's so much darkness for 70, 75 days because the sun is angry. Sun bore. No. The earth will revolve around this axis and go around the sun and fade the sun at different times for different places of the world. All the time. Why? Because God made it. What God makes or what God does does not fail. I see. It. Even when the devils thought they had gotten God by crucifying Jesus, they didn't know that they were in the perfect plan. They were part of His plans. Wow. What a shock. Are you in a church? And that's the same life that God has given to you. And he says, he has given you his life as a gift. It's a gift. I think we should be grateful to God, isn't it? Because you are different. Now you are, different. You, are, you are a different breed of person altogether. That's why Paul said, behold, what man of man? Eh? He says, behold, whosoever." Who's, sorry, uh, if any man be in Christ, rather, if any man be in Christ, Second Corinthians 5 verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature new, not known before, not seen before, not, never existed. is a new creature. Then it says, all things are past I will behold. All things are become new. And all these new things are of God. All these new things are of God. You have the abilities of God resident inside you now. By virtue of the gift of righteousness. What makes God, God is what he has given to you. So I will never fail in my life.
1: Will in my life. Why will I never fail
0: in my life? Because I have the life of God in me. Not because of my academic education or because of my family background or my PhD, but just because of the life of God that is in me. Do you see? So meditate on some of this; It will really help you if you give yourself to it. Now, the third gift that God has given to us is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and that's what I want to talk about, okay? I know I've spoken a lot already, but that's what I want to talk about, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who is, so it's like God has made you not guilty. God has given you his life and God has given you himself. (laughs) God has given you himself, you see, God, there's one God, okay, who shows himself up in three persons. So we say God, we call it Trinity, it's not in the Bible but the concept is in the Bible. The word Trinity is not found in the Bible, but the concept is in the Bible. you see? God is a Godhead. God exists as a Godhead. If you read Genesis chapter one, you see it there. In the beginning God created, now the word God in the beginning is Elohim. In the beginning Elohim created the world, the heavens and the earth. you see? Uh, The word God there is actually plural for God. Are you in a church? Yes. Then he starts showing, hmm, he starts telling you the members of the Godhead. So he says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, next verse 2, and the earth was without form and void, and that was upon the face of the earth, and the spirit of God. So he starts mentioning the names of the Godhead. And the first to be introduced is the spirit of God. So never think that the Holy Spirit is a demigod, or the Holy Spirit is a semi-god. It's like we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's not like that. The Holy Spirit is God at once. The Holy Spirit is actually Jesus' Father. It's Jesus' Father. Jesus always referred to the Father who is in him. He was referring to the Holy Spirit. There was a Father who was in heaven, and then there was a Father who was in him. Do you see? Yes. Jesus always referred to the Father who was in him, and now the Father who was in him. Reading the, if you read the book of John, you will see the relationship that existed between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Are you in the church? So the Bible says that and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. God could not do the things it did or the Godhead could not do the things it did without the move of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the... He is God's means of success. Without the Holy Spirit, success is not possible. Are you in the church? Yes. So God the Father... Who was going to say things to make the world come into existence and create things? Worked with the spirit of God. And that's of God moved upon the face of the waters. You see, verse 3. Then it says, and God said, let there be light. Now, who was the one who caused that light to come into being? It was the spirit of God. The Bible says that by his spirit, he garnished the heavens. Can you look for that verse for us? Yes. By the Holy Spirit, the Lord garnished Or he beautified the heavens. Everything you see done was done by the word or through the word by the spirit. God speaks, the Holy Ghost takes the word and then gets it done. Are you in the church? Job 26, verse 36, by his spirit, by God's spirit, he has garnished the heavens. His hand has formed the crooked serpent. By the spirit of God, he garnished or he beautified the heavens. So everything you are seeing around actually came into existence through the word of God and through the Holy Ghost. God spoke, the Holy Ghost took it and did it. The Holy Spirit is the administrator of everything that belongs to God. And it's been given to us as a gift. Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts chapter 2. Are you in the church? Or you have gone home already? Acts chapter 2. Verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were praying in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto, unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Have you seen it? Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is also being shown to us here as a gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a gift from God to you. The Holy Spirit is, is like a, a God giving us his best. Do you see, I'm trying to get you a good example. It's like a, your father is passing on. And then he tells you that your father is a, a billionaire, a billion dollar person. And then he tells you that I'm giving you my my, my banker who has helped me do all the investments I've done over the years to become a billionaire. Okay? I'm giving him to you as a gift. I've paid him for the rest of your life. You don't need to pay him anything. All he's going to do is to be investing for you and making you rich. Yeah. If your father gives you someone like that, okay, and he puts the billions of dollars here, And he tells you to choose between the two. To choose the billion dollars and then the one who brought the billion dollars. Which one will you
1: choose?
0: The one who brought it. The source. It is only a foolish boy who has not gone to school. Eh? It's only that kind of person who will choose the 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 billions of because the billions of dollars will finish.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Money maketh itself wings and fly yeah. it to the heavens. Money get all all amounts of money get finished. Yeah. Never think that money that all money gets finished. That is why you should not hmm, be a child or be someone who fights over properties. Or someone who fights over money. And will kill for money. Don't do that. Rather, be a child or be someone who rather wants to know about supply. How supply can come. Riches is not in how much you have. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Your, Your life is not in the abundance of things you possess. No. How much you have in the bank is not how rich you are. You have made a very big mistake. Your riches is in your ability to command for money to come at any time in any place that you find yourself. That is true riches. Please, do you understand? That's why. This is just by the way, Philippians four nineteen. I say Philippians four nineteen, uh, my God shall supply all your needs. Uh, it's four nineteen, Philippians four nineteen. You know what came to my mind? Galatians 4.90. 4, <laughs> yeah, Philippians 4.90. Says, but my God shall supply. My God shall what? Supply. This is real success. This is real prosperity. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Supply. You must, you must be like believe in supply. <laughs> if you have one billion dollars today it will finish. Oh, yeah. But if you have supply, consistent supply it will never finish. Do you understand? One day God told me, "I've made you like the ocean. Can anybody steal from the ocean Success- successfully? You say you want all the water from the ocean for your house. Only work? You are the one who will
1: die, isn't it?
0: Yes. If someone is, if you are like the ocean, you have endless supply of water, and that's what God has made you. He has made you an ocean. See, I'm like an ocean. Yes. So, the the Holy Spirit is like an ocean for us. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is like an what? An ocean for us. And the Holy Spirit is in your life. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes to your life in a certain way. It's in your life. When you receive the Holy Spirit through speaking in tongues, it's also another dimension altogether. Do you see? Now, the Holy Spirit is not primarily for speaking in tongues. The evidence that the Holy Spirit has come into your life is speaking in tongues. But that is not the only reason why He has come into your life. The only thing not come into your life so that you will be able to speak in tongues. But you a bigger tongues and smaller tongues. No, it's more than that. The Holy Spirit is the one who made God a success. And made Jesus Christ a success. And has come into your life to make you a success. All round, all round success. It's the Holy Spirit who will tell you that spend time with your children. You are not spending enough time with your children. The Holy Spirit is the one who will tell you that. Or else, you do ministry. You will be going up and down, and you ignore you ignore your children, and you fail at raising your children. Yes, the Holy Spirit knows how to make you a success as a father, a success as a mother, or a success as a student. Is the Holy Spirit will tell you that, brother, you need to go and learn, learn here, learn this one, learn this
1: one.
0: I saying it. So that you don't fail in class. Yeah. Because there are many Christians who have failed in class because they don't know about this Holy Spirit I'm talking about. Yeah. And they've not learned to ask Him. They've not learned to what? Ask Him for help. The Holy Spirit's name, their biggest name for the Holy Spirit is Helper. That is that's His greatest name. His greatest name is to help. He's called a Helper. The helper. He's the helper. In other words, do you understand when we say someone is a helper or the helper? Like, he gets things done for you and makes things happen for you all the time. You see, I didn't drive here. Pastor Mark is the one who drove here. There's a recording being done. I'm not the one doing the recording. I just came and I'm talking. But it to be heard on podcasts, it might be on TV. It might be on YouTube, something. Why? Because I have helpers. I have helpers. That's why if you, if you fool around with my helpers, I will not be happy with you. Because they make things happen for, for, for things to happen. They make things happen for things to happen. Pastor Dani and his beautiful wife and all the shepherds here are my helpers. Without them, this thing cannot work here.
1: Do
0: you get it? Yeah. So a helper, when we say someone is a helper, it's a very great... I don't know if you understand, it's very great. It's very, 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 very great. And Jesus said, I will not leave you helpless. I will send you another helper. That's in John chapter 14, verse 16. John 14, 16. The Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit is the one to help you accomplish every single thing. Now, you can read you can read the Bible and not understand it. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps you understand the, the Bible. Why? Because he's the spirit of revelation. His name is the spirit of revelation. He reveals the word of God to you. Are you seeing it? And I'll pray, this one says another comforter. And I'll pray the Father and it shall give you another comforter. You can, if you have NIV or Amplified all the, they all all expand it. But I think NIV says helper because that's that's actually the the word. Okay? You have NIV or any other version that says helper. I know, I'm seeing it here. This one, ESV. Says, I will ask the father, and he will give you another helper. Are you seeing it? Another word? Helper. helper. When we say comforter, sometimes people don't understand. It's like, oh, it's comforting me. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry, you are hurt. Oh, it's fine. Oh, don't cry. No, it's more, he's more than that. He's more than the one who nurses your wounds. He's the one who helps you in life. He's the one who helps you do life. He's the one who will help you find a wife. And help you find a husband. He's the one who helps you have children. Yeah. He's everything. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say to you. Yes, He's your number one helper. Okay? Your number one helper. You want to understand the Bible? You need the Holy Spirit to help explain the Bible to you. Yes. He's the one who helps you. So when you open your Bible, you see, the way to... I, I wanted to say this as my last point, but let me bring it now and I'll say it again. The main thing about the Holy Spirit is for you to learn how to say, help me. Asking for help is the way to engage the Holy Spirit. If you don't ask, he will not mind you because he's a perfect gentleman. If you don't ask the Holy Spirit, for instance, you can't pray. A Christian, they can't pray. They wake up in the morning. Ashramanam, Father, thank you. Amen. I'm feeling weak in prayer. What do you need to do? Ask for help in prayer. Luke chapter seven. It's in Luke chapter seven, and I'll close. Okay. Luke chapter seven. Let's read from. Um, did I say Luke chapter seven? No, it's not Luke chapter seven. It's Luke. Chapter 11, rather. Let's read from verse 5, so that we understand it even some more, okay? Are you in the church? It's a very nice part of the Bible. you love it. Look at it. says that, this is Jesus talking. If you have a good Bible, it's in red. That means that it's Jesus' words. And Luke 11, 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? How many of you having a friend? And shall go unto him at midnight. That's at twelve am. Mm-hmm. You have this friend, and then you go to him at midnight, and then you go and tell him, "Friend, lend me three loaves. Give me three loaves of bread. Why? You are knocking on his window. Come, 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 come. Charlie, Charlie, I will get, I will get three, three loaves of bread. boga Charlie, Charlie. Abek, sort me up. Twelve am." The Guy slept at nine and you're waking him up for what for bread? Ah, of all the things, it's not a hospital case, it's not that your wife is giving bed bread. I beg, go, go, go and sleep. Is that what you say to your friend? If you hear you know me, my friend, go and sleep, will you even think about it that you should go and ask for your friend for bread at 12 a.m., knocking on his door? Will you do that? You will not do that. But this guy did it, says, Friend, let me three loaves, let me three loaves. Verse six. For a friend of mine, another friend of mine, in his journey has come to me. And I have nothing to say before him at 12 a.m. How many people eat at 12 a.m.? I have nothing to say before him at 12 a.m. So I beg, give me three loaves. Next verse. And he from within shall, say, shall answer and say, trouble me not. So his friend who is inside, the one is trying to get the loaves of bread from. He, says, he will say, trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. It's not what you say. Yeah. I'll go and sleep. I beg. What's that? Yeah. Why are you? Why are you? Yeah. Say what? Ship, Joe. I beg. I beg. Ship, Joe. What's all this? Yeah. A.m. Tell your friend that you should sleep tomorrow morning. You can come for the bread. Yeah. I'm in here with my children. I'm asleep. Please. The AC is very cold. I have to sleep now. Do you see? Yeah. Now, listen to, listen to what Jesus said. Verse 8. I say unto you, Jesus said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, even though he will not rise and give him, on another day, you will not rise and give this guy. These three loaves of bread. On another day, you will not. But if he keeps knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking, and and you keep answering that I'm not going to give you. And he's still there knocking. What will you do? You will give up and you rise. And you will go to the door and you give it to him and say shame on you wicked guy you are very you are very wicked guy you are just woke me up for nothing you see so that's what Jesus was saying he says that I he will not rise and give him because he is his friend yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needed you understand importunity importunity is from the greek word anadea and it means shamelessness shameless what? Shamelessness. It says, because of his shamelessness, it's a shame to come and come and. Why are you? And you're still knocking. I'm saying no. And you're still knocking. Because I want to sleep, I will come out and give him. How many did he? You did five. Take. I'm giving you ten. But if you come to my house, again, because of his shamelessness, you'll give it to him. Now, let's continue. You see what Jesus was trying to say. Look at the nice verse. This one, shameless. Yeah, you are trying to explain it to us. Then it says, end. End is a conjunction, right? That means that it's continuing the story. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and it shall you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. This God is saying that, don't be shameless when it comes to asking. Do you understand? Now, Shameless in asking for what is going to continue. Next verse, verse ten. For everyone that asketh, receive it, and he that seeketh, findeth; and to him that offereth, it shall be opened. Verse eleven. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is the father, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask a fish, will he give for a fish give him a, a serpent? Next verse. If or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Next verse. If you them being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Have we seen it? So, actually, Jesus was talking about how to relate with the Holy Spirit. Be shameless in asking the Holy Spirit and seeking the Holy Spirit and knocking for the Holy Spirit to give you many things or to help you with many things, different things about your life. You know, some people are shy or they are they are too diplomatic. They are what they are hiding their sin, they are, they are shy to tell the Holy Spirit, I need help. <laughs> the porn, no, I can't stop watching it. <laughs> to, to say that is a problem, yeah. and the thing is just eating is destroying your life, you see. And you can't, you are not asking for help, why? Because you are, you are ashamed. You must learn to become shameless. No, <laughs> <laughs> Sit down for two minutes. <laughs> are you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Learn to Some people are shy to ask the Holy Spirit about helping him with the academics. Because when it comes to academics, it's like they are in charge. Yeah. You guys, like, they have to You have to move. It's like, oh, that's it. When it comes to learning, when it comes to learning, I'm a shackle. I'm a shackle. So, it's like the, it doesn't cross their minds. It's a certain kind of uh, self belief. That's, oh, I'm good. So they don't ask the Holy Spirit. And then it costs them. Some people are shy to ask for the, Holy, the help of the Holy Spirit with handling their wives, and handling their husbands, and handling their children, and handling their money. Do you see? Some people don't ask the Holy Spirit how to handle their money. Because when it comes to money, you are not ashamed to handle your money yourself. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you, you feel you are in control, so you, can't, you are in charge. Ah, that may be money. If you not be thousand Ghana. I'll go give this one, I'll do this, one. I'll do this, one. I'll do this, one. I'll do this one. And then it will be okay. No, if you learn to be shameless in asking the Holy Spirit for help to handle the 1,000 cities, very soon you'll be handling 1,000,000 cities very easily. So the secret to engaging the Holy Spirit is to ask shamelessly every single aspect of your life. So I I came all the way to come and tell you to learn to become shameless. Some of us have become too diplomatic and too in charge of various sides of our life. Every time I preach, I ask the Holy Spirit for help. There's no preaching I preach that I feel like, yeah, I've been preaching for the last 14, 15 years. So (laughs) we got it. I got it. I'm a walking Bible. I'm not. I'm not a walking Bible. It's the Holy Spirit who reminds me of every single thing. So I depend on it When I'm coming, dear Holy Spirit, remind me. Dear Holy Spirit, show me what to teach. What do you have for these people? What do you want to say to these people? What do you have that will help them? That's how I move. When I get money, Holy Spirit, how do I use the money? You see, There are some people you should not give to. You know there are some people, it's not everybody you give to. I don't just give to people. It's as I go, I'm a philanthropist, I'm just giving. No, there are people you give to and you get into permanent poverty. Yes, you give to some people, you are making a very big mistake. The prodigal son, okay, the Bible says that no man and no man gave to him. If anybody had given to him, the person would have delayed his repentance. So there are some people you should not give to. If you give to them, you are prolonging their repentance. They need to see the struggle of life proper so that they can go back to God. And you have decided to make yourself an angel for them. Luke <laughs> chapter 15, you see it. Luke 15, 16. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine or the, the, the pigs did eat. And no man gave to him. If any man, had, any, any man had given to him, he wouldn't have gone back to his father. So there are some people nobody should give to. If you give to them, you are, are causing a problem. I sing it. So it's not everybody you give to. There are other verses that I can show you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, every single thing, Holy Spirit. Even your dressing. You'll be shocked. One gentleman was leaving the house. And he was wearing, he was wearing a black trouser and a white top with a black shoe. When he stepped out, the Holy Spirit told him, Go back and wear a blue trouser. Blue trouser. Oh, but the black is nice. Okay, let me just do it. Then he went inside and wore a blue trouser. And went to stand at the station, waiting for a trotro to come. As he was there, a woman parked in a white Corolla, Toyota Corolla, brand new. And called him and told him that. This morning, no, I think it had been, it had been I think about two weeks. So for the past two weeks... The Holy Spirit has been telling me to come here, to come and come and meet a guy who is wearing a blue, a blue trouser and a white shirt. I've been here for the last two weeks. I've not been seeing the person. This morning, the Holy Spirit told me that I'll see him today, so I should come. And then when I come, I should give him the car. So I actually came to give you this car. That is how the guy got a car. He, he became successful with getting a car because of the vo- listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. One well, preacher I was going to preach, and when he was going, as he was preparing, the woman who told him—it's actually a lady—the always who told her to do some assault. What's it called? What? You know the story, right? What? 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 Cat? What? Cat wheel? That thing that you, the kids do—you put your hands on the floor and then you go like that. I was never able to do it as a child. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh, you put your two hands and then you, your legs go into the sky and then you catwheel. That's how it's called. That's the English word. Maybe, did you know? You thought it was alikoto or. <laughs> did you know? You let something in today? It's a word. Rollings. You thought it was rollings. It's not rollings, it's catwheel. Hey! Can you imagine that you come to preach and the Holy Spirit tells you that do rollings on the, in the church? So when the lady came, as she was preaching, because she was shy to do it, I mean, if you are shameless, you can't walk with the Holy Spirit. Or, if, if, no, rather, if you are shamed, if you are shamed, you can't. You may not be able to get the help of the Holy Spirit properly. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. So, as she was preaching, she did the cartwheel like the Holy Spirit told her to do. And then someone got up and said, "I'm giving my life to Christ." Because the person had said that God is not real. If God is real, then he should let the preacher do a cartwheel. How can you make such a request? And she came and did it. And the guy gave. It's a story. Maybe we can put it on the platform so you watch it. You listen to it. Yeah. Practically. So, listening to the voice of the Spirit, okay, asking for help, listening in, and flowing with the Holy Spirit. is very important. It will make you a success. <laughs> I'm only standing here because the Holy Spirit told me to do what I'm doing. Yes. The Holy Spirit told me, start this church. Just do it. Don't think about anything. And I just obeyed. And I did it. Did you see? So there are times the Holy Spirit says things to you, and at times you will make requests. Don't be, shame, be shameless in making the request and be shameless in doing what the Holy Spirit says you should do. Are you in the church? It will make you a success, I tell you. There was a preacher. Not a preacher, a businessman. Who Kenneth Hagin knew when he was younger. That man had never lost any investment. Do you know the reason why he had never lost any investment? And he had become a millionaire. He said he, he had learned how to listen to the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit tells him to do. So he can have businesses that everybody wants him to invest. He says he will not invest. He will go and pray. One of the ways of knowing if it's the Holy Spirit talking to you is to pray in tongues. As you pray in tongues, you will know. And to also read your Bible. As you read your Bible, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you through the Word. The language that God speaks is the Word. So you need to, you need to as you are studying the Word, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. As you are praying, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Prayer is a time for spiritual encounters. You see... Acts chapter 13, as well, worshipping God and fasting, the Holy Ghost said, the Holy, the Holy Spirit speaks when you are fasting and praying and reading the Bible and doing those things. That's when the Holy Spirit can talk to you easily. you understand? Uh-huh. And you can ask for a request. You can make a request at any time. You can make a request at any time. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me preach. Holy Spirit, help me go on evangelism. Some of us go on evangelism free of charge without the Holy Spirit. You don't ask the Holy Spirit for help. It's like they preach on the evangelism, so you just go. Yeah, give your soul, to, give your life to Christ. I know what is my name. 17,000 steps, no soul. Have you seen it? Before you step out, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me people. It's the Holy Spirit who led um, Philip to the Ethiopian eunuch. It's the Holy Spirit who did that. It's the Holy Spirit who led um, Peter to Cornelius. So, you can't do evangelism without the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding? Yeah. It's not possible. The Holy Spirit is the administrator of everything that God has. Is the spirit of wisdom. So, the wisdom you need. Don't think that you are so wise. You know, don't think that you are, you are okay. You are not okay. Tell anybody you are not okay. Are not okay. God gave us the Holy Spirit. And tell anybody God gave us the Holy Spirit. Give back the Holy to, help us. to help us don't refuse his help. help. <laughs> you're looking for a beloved ah! And you're using your mind
1: and your eyes and your ears and your feelings
0: and your sexual organs That's all you're looking. You're looking at bottles, hips, breasts, this one. It's powerful. His dress, it's powerful. But if you allow that to lead you, you'll be marrying a lioness and not know. I tell you. Or you'll be be marrying eh, a lion without knowing. You need the Holy Spirit to show you, to help you. So you ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Help him make the best choice. You'll be marrying a serpent without knowing. And you marry her after two two days you are you are regretting. Yeah. I know someone who got married the day he got my she got married, she said she has married a fool. Hey, the same night, their wedding night. Yeah. She said that she has married a fool. I clear. I clear. Her eye became clear. clear. I
1: clear. Wow.
0: Are you in the church? Yeah. So become shameless. He's a gift, he's the gift of God for, for, for us to help us, to guide us, to lead us. He's called the great guide. Yes. He's the guide, he's the helper. Helps you in everything. Yes. Even taking a shower, the Holy Spirit. As well, taking a shower, the Holy Spirit can tell you, scrub your armpits well. You wouldn't, you wouldn't need, you'd be shocked that you are not getting a job because you are smelling. And you don't know. You don't know. The Holy Spirit will tell you, brush your teeth well and remove all the meat that is in your teeth. You see, if you are shameless, uh, if you are ashamed, when the instruction comes, you say, oh, oh, my God. My vision is 20. But I be sure that that is what is blocking you from having an employment because of something
1: that
0: no other human being can tell you. Everybody is afraid to tell you. Because the way you react to be a problem. Yes. If you follow the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit, you'll be sure he'll make you a success. Yeah. He is the one who made Abraham a success. His CV has no fault. There's no fault with CV. He made David a success. He made Isaac a success. The greatest thing in the Old Testament was to be able to hear the voice of the Spirit. Isaac became a millionaire because he heard God say don't go to Gera, stay here. Mm. And because he was shameless, everybody was going to Gera, uh, to, to Egypt. Eh? Everybody was going to Egypt, which was like the America of that day. And God told him, stay in Gera, which was like the Ghana of that day. And he stayed there. God told him, plant in the same place. And he became a success. Yeah. He made Daniel a success. He made Joshua a success. He made Joseph a success. All these people were made successes by the Holy Spirit, and it's that same Holy Spirit who is in you now, who you may not be minding. Receive grace to mind the Holy Spirit, yes, and receive grace to ask for help from the Holy. Spirit. Daniel told the king, "Give us some time. We want to ask God what the dream." Because the king said, "You must tell me my dream and explain my. If you don't tell me my dream." I know that you are actually the explanation. Because he had had the experience with all these guys who were interpreting, interpreting dreams. Telling him false things, interpreting him falsely. So now he said, "Tell me, my, Can you tell someone his dream? Or did I have the dream with you? No. But he said, Tell me my dream and give me the explanation. Who can do this? But the Holy Spirit knew. Because the Holy Spirit is God. He gave Daniel the dream and gave him the explanation. Why? Because Daniel came to ask. I came to tell you, ask. Turn it back. Ask. ask. And receive. Ask. Yes. Ask. Ask. Have you learned anything like it? I want to give you an opportunity to ask God. Don't speak in tongues. Ask the Holy Spirit for something. Okay? Ask the Holy Spirit for help for something. For help for your academics. Help for your job help for your confidence. Sometimes your confidence is low. Sometimes you feel you have been there's depression around you. Ask the Holy Spirit, Spirit, take away the depression. Holy Spirit, take away the discomfort. Holy Spirit, take away the the challenges. Maybe there's a sickness, there's a disease that is worrying you. Ask the Holy Holy Spirit, please, help me take away the pain. Help me become more comfortable in the name of Jesus and he will help you. That is why he's here. There's a problem, whatever problem it is. He's a great helper. Maybe you need help with your academics. You've applied to some schools, they are not minding you. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me get a good school. Help me get the school of my choice. Yes. Maybe you've applied to some jobs and they are not minding you. It's time to ask the Holy Spirit to help you with a job. Dear Holy Spirit, help me with a good job. Maybe you are not happy in life. It's time to ask the Holy Spirit to help you become happy. Dear Holy Spirit, help me be happy. Help me, 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 help me. me. Oh, yes, even in Jesus' name, Father. Thank you for your children, thank you for what you have shared with us. Thank you that you keep bringing this message into our minds. Yes, keep reminding us, you have a reminding ministry. I'm asking you to remind us consistently of your presence and consistently of your help ministry in our lives. And help us ask. Help us ask, Lord. Help us not be like the older brother of the prodigal son who never asked for anything, even though he was with the prodigal father who could give him anything. Father, help us to ask. Dear Holy Spirit, help us to ask help from you. For all spheres of our lives. I pray for everyone who is sick in any way, in any, in any form, in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits. Any sickness, in any, in any form, in any place. Father, I pray for healing. I ask, the Holy Spirit, that you touch our bodies, you touch our minds, you touch us right now. Healing for you. Healing for everyone, Lord. Bring comfort to our bodies, Lord. I, I, I pray for comfort for the bodies of your children right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Healing for you to be able to serve God without any pain, without any discomfort. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. The Lord is touching your mind. That depression is leaving. That loneliness is leaving. That problem in your body, in your neck is living now. Yes, that pain you have been feeling in your heart is living now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be healed. Be healed now. Be healed in your finances. The Lord is healing your finances as well. Be healed in your financial life as well. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. And Father, I pray for this church. Thank you that Holy Church is growing. It's growing beyond leaps and bounds. Yes, nothing can prevent the growth of this church thank you that we are getting to 100 before the year ends in the name of the Lord Jesus. And thank you that you are helping us buy a land in the name of the Lord Jesus. And thank you that you are building that cathedral here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bring multitudes, Jesus. You to whom all the multitudes gather. You are the one we are proclaiming. You are the one we are exalting. You said that if you be lifted up, you shall draw all men to yourself. Jesus, you are the one we are lifting up. As we are lifting you up, Lord. Thank you that you draw all men in Ho and beyond to yourself into this church called Love Economy Church. Thank you, Father, for expansion, for growth. Thank you for your son and your daughter and all the helpers, all the shepherds. Thank you that we see growth on every side. And thank you that you make us influential in this place and beyond. Prosper this church, Lord. Make this church a church full of millionaires. Prosper every single one. Cause us to increase on every side let everyone who steps into this church experience the blessings of salvation the blessings of prosperity and the blessings of health in the name of the Lord Jesus salvation, prosperity and health will be the constant experience of this church and every member in it even in Jesus name, Amen Amen. Hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Give the Lord a shout if you have a voice